Hi everyone, it's Sam, NFT Statistics with your Proof Daily NFT Countdown. Want to talk a lot about the Open Edition meta because I think it was a key theme this weekend. But first, we're going to talk about a quick macro overview. Uh, over the weekend, volumes were pretty slow. Uh, if you look at Saturday's volume, it was actually the lowest that we've seen since any point since Blur Airdrop 3, which is when volumes really took off. Um, I think one, one theme we've seen a little bit recently is that weekends have been a little bit slower. And we saw that again this weekend. Floor prices were pretty flat on the whole. In the large caps, there was a bit of a strength in, in Codas. Other deeds really just had a huge rally. Codas up about 20%. And weakness in gutter cats, doodles, cool cats. Mid caps, you know, mid caps, these are the, some of the collections that really rallied in the first week of the year and in the fourth quarter of last year, down another 3%. Some weakness in pudgy penguins, fluff, potatoes. Onchain Monkey was the one outlier up about 20% over the weekend. You know, one of the themes I talk about a lot is that attention moves very quickly in NFTs. You know, so where is it moving? If it's moving away from some of these PFP collections, it's been moving to open editions. Over the weekend, there were two that raised a lot of money and one raised millions of dollars. You know, Collector uh, raised 3250 mints at a 0.069 ETH mint price. But the one that caught the most attention was by Nest Graphics, Money Printer Go Burr. This one did over 20,000 mints at 0.069 ETH. That was over $2 million and 1,400 ETH. Now, if you look at the prior open editions, VV Checks did only 100 ETH in primary sales. Lucrest did 500 ETH in primary sales. So Nest really, this recent one really blew all those out of the water by nearly 3x, the second biggest, most recent uh, open edition mint. If you even look at Board Ape Yacht Club and Doodles, another you know very successful projects, when they did their original mints, you can see that neither of those two projects raised as much as Nest just did with his with his open edition mint. Now, why is this happening? And I think one of the things that's interesting is if you look at the amount of ETH that they raised, that's very different from where their current market caps are right now. VV Checks uh, current market cap is over nine thousand ETH. Lucrest current market cap. Now they raised it raised 500 ETH originally. Current market cap is over 6,000 is over 6,000 ETH, nearly 10 million dollars. So perhaps investors are saying, hey, if Ness does what these other artists have done, you know, there's still potentially a whole lot of upside. Now I wanted to dig into this idea: why are these open editions working so much, and what are the risks? So why are they working so much so, so well? I think the first point is that these are not just NFTs but these are also tokens to get future work from the artists. And that's how it's being treated. Now, Jeremy Booth, who did Boots, which is one of the su successful open editions, says that as he continues to build, Boots are gonna be the key token for purchasing his personal limited edition work. Okay, so this is becoming kind of like the new ETH for anything that Jeremy Booth does. You know, Nets Graphics, immediately upon finishing, says that you're gonna be able to get a new animated version that's gonna require five tokens within this coming week. So I think there's a little bit of that where, you know, these aren't just buying that one piece, you're also buying future work by the artist. The second point, and I say this often, is that anticipation is the oxygen of NFTs. And a lot of these, a lot of these open editions have anticipation built into them. Lucrest has done this brilliantly. He said, you know, we're now in phase one, but he says phase two and three are coming soon. And if you want to be part of phase two, then you got to own one of everything. So suddenly everyone's got to buy one of everything. We don't know what this next phase is, but you know, the phase, phase one really pumped the price. So maybe phase two will too. And people start scrambling to buy more and more. 
you know, phase three, another edition. We just don't know what's coming. And I think people want to be part of these games while they're going on. The third point is that lower, you know, a lot of these are really well-known artists and the lower price point creates an easier access point. So perhaps more and more people are buying kind of just thinking, I want one piece by this artist. Uh, John Knopf said this, I finally own a piece by Victor Mosquear. Uh, you know, that was the collector piece I showed earlier. So just the chance to have a piece of his kind of led him into this open edition. Now, I want to talk briefly about the risks and if these price points actually, you know, might be a little bit ahead of themselves. You know, De Lucrest, this open edition, whatever we think is going to come out of that value is now worth 10 million US dollars. You know, less than a month ago, De Lucrest pieces on Sotheby's were selling for 35,000. So one three hundredth the price of the overall market cap. So I think if you look at all the work a lot of these artists have put together, you know, even that right now doesn't really reach the market cap of what some of their open editions are currently worth. You know, Ness is just a phenomenal artist, has had some great sales, had one above 100 ETH, one above 72, 72 ETH, 55 ETH. You know, but if you eat with him, if you look at all his one of ones put together, even that really isn't close to the price uh, of what we're seeing in this 1400. Uh, 1400 ETH open edition. So, you know, I, th I think investors here are really expecting a lot from these artists, expecting a lot of value creation in what they're going to give back. So that'll be interesting to pay attention to. I also think Nyan Balloons shows a little bit of a, of a warning signal for what can happen. You know, as the game starts to, to end and fade away, you know, people still need to feel a lot of value and connection to these NFTs, which a whole lot of people own. You know, you can see that you know, the red balloon is kind of the token uh, to get the other balloons. You know, it really kind of rose really quickly. But over the past week, as more has been released and that anticipation has faded, you know, the price has fallen a lot. So, you know, I think it'll be interesting to see. We'll see how it goes. These values are very, very high. I think a lot of that is because of the FOMO, the anticipation, wanting to play part of the game. Just be sure, you know, that you're owning something you want to own over the long term. Uh, and, and pay a little bit of attention to where the market cap is, what the value is relative to where you think it should be. Third thing to talk about is that Grails were revealed on Friday. Grails, you know, is a proof product where there are 20 pieces of art and every individual buyer picks a piece without knowing who the artist is. You know, one of the great things about Grails is artists experiment and do things very different from what they've normally done before. Uh, this piece uh, you know, an interesting piece, but it turned out it was by Alpha Century Kid, a glitch artist, so very different looking style. There was a sale at 4.25 ETH after it was revealed it was him. You know, this piece was actually shot with a film, a film camera by Ruben Wu, I believe many, many years ago. Um, and just a really interesting look, something he thought would be unique to turn into an NFT. You know, this piece was revealed to be by Seneca. Seneca was the lead artist on Board Ape Yacht Club, and a lot of her work really has this feel. But the prices have been rising, and we just saw a sale above 4 ETH. And then the last one, and this was the one that had a ton of mystery around it. No one knew what it was, kind of a kid's drawing. People thought maybe it was Gary Vee. It turned out it was by Matt Kane. It was a drawing that he drew when he was just a little kid. Uh, and they added some features to it, like every piece has a different number of stars. and different aspects to it that make each of the 50 pieces unique. Uh, a lot of fun. It kind of plays a little bit into Matt Cain's Gazer's theme, but this one has had sales at 12 ETH. So really just a really fun event. I got to go uh, to LA um, just for, for, for to spend time with the collective, uh, see all the pieces at the Damas Gallery, 
and really just a, a nice success. So that was pretty exciting. Fourth thing to talk about, just a news story that I found quite sad, um, you know, is that Gordon Goner is going to be taking a step back from Yuga, no longer working day to day for health reasons. He said that he's had congestive heart failure. Um, some, I'm not sure if everyone's aware, but Gordon did have almost 10 years where he was actually bedridden in his 20s. So has had some health issues before. You know, my perspective on this, I think that, you know, Board Ape Yacht Club and Yuga have brought some of the absolute best creativity to the space. They've led the way in so many different ways. And I know that Gordon Goner has been really one of the true creatives uh, behind it. So really sad to see him stepping away, really wishing him the best. I got to meet him at Art Basel and really was just an introspective, humble, just incredibly thoughtful person. So uh, wishing him all the best and also wishing you all the best, but uh, sad to see this and uh, hopefully, hopefully he'll recover quite quickly. And then the last thing to talk about is just a few notable sales I wanted to cover. The first is that these board apes, four traits, only four traits and blue beams. This package here sold to nobody who we've talked about, nobody.eth, who's just been buying a ton of grails recently. He bought this whole package for 500 ETH. He'd actually also bought another blue beams ape for about 300 ETH, you know, just a few days ago. So this was a pretty huge purchase for him. Uh, Eric EB7, another kind of big ape trader who also does a bit of brokerage, does work with nobody as well, bought a set for himself. He bought a blue beams ape plus the two mutants plus a dog. He bought his for 360 ETH, got the dog, but lower value because that four trade really makes that blue beams ape a complete grail. And then in the art world, I think the biggest sale of the weekend was this piece Laundry by Grant Yoon, which sold for 70 ETH. I believe this was an all-time high for Grant. You know, clearly Grant is, is making all sorts of pieces, all sorts of types, additions, you know, the meme card. He did a, he did a Proof Grails in season two, but he's just, you know, really just doing incredible work uh, and, and, and on the map, I think for anybody who's paying attention to NFTs right now. And that's all from us today. We just launched a Twitter account, at Proof Podcast, link below. If you follow that and get notifications, you'll, receive, you'll, you'll find out every time that we publish a daily, our weekly podcast, or any artist profile. We also have a Telegram channel, which we're also linking below, where we announce every, uh, immediately when we publish things. So those are ways that you can get notifications when these new podcasts come out. Hope you have a great day, and we'll see you again tomorrow.